Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 534. And Boston with Bax and Nagel and Rock 102. It's going to be cloudy this morning. Then you're going to see some afternoon showers, a high of 82. For tonight, showers end early and then clearing overnight with a low of 61. And for tomorrow, it actually looks like a great day for Free Music Friday at MGM. Mostly sunny, a high of 82. It's already 59 degrees right now in downtown Springfield. Man, what a show today. I'm expecting really big things. Of course, it's a little early to be making projections, but that's where I'm going. Backs and dangle on Rock 102. Rock 102 is your home for New England Patriots. Rock 102 Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 555 and Aerosmith. With Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. It's going to be cloudy this morning with afternoon showers. A high of 82 for tonight. Some early showers, but then clearing overnight with a low of 61. And for tomorrow, an absolutely beautiful day. Mostly sunny. High of 82. A perfect day for uh, Free Music Friday at MGM. I'm going to be there tomorrow night with uh, Johnny Six Gun and the Rock 102 Road Crew. Stop by the Rock 102 table for your chance to win all kinds of fantastic prizes. The Plaza Bar will be open uh, every Free Music Friday, offering summer cocktails, beer, non-alcoholic beverages. Stop by the TGIF Square where you'll find uh, White Lion Wild Dandelion Beer uh, in their trailer, the new Shot Shed, serving summer offerings from local distillers, Top Golf Swing Suite and Bar, and a whole lot more. Even Tap Sports Bar will be open before and after the show, as well as the uh, the Tap Patio Bar so you can buy drinks on the go. So that's tomorrow night, me and the road crew, 7 to 9, Johnny Six Gun, the band at the MGM Plaza. Free music Friday tomorrow night on Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. Are you ready for a fresh start? Looking for new opportunities? Cadence Engine Systems, which includes B&E Tool. And now, Bax's View from the Couch, brought to you by Rocky's Ace Hardware, your grilling headquarters, Weber, Big Green Egg, Uni Pizza Ovens, and Traeger Wood-Fired Grills. Hey, good morning, sports fans. How the heck are you? Well, folks, tonight here on Rock 102, the New England Patriots kick off their punishing three-game preseason schedule. Tonight, they'll host the Houston Texans for a 7 o'clock kickoff. And then a week from Saturday, the Patriots will travel to Green Bay, Wisconsin for their second meaningless preseason matchup. And then, finally, on Friday the 25th, the Patriots will wrap up their uh, their exhibition schedule on the road against the Tennessee Titans. After all, the Patriots start playing games for real when the players have all made the cut. Now, before this preseason schedule begins, I would like to state, for the record, that these games are not there for your amusement, They're not there for winning or losing. They don't even throw a banquet when the preseason is over. This is simply a way for each team to assess the available talent on their current roster. That way they can make mandatory cuts that are required of them by the NFL. And so when the Patriots show up in Green Bay next week and face the Packers in a game that doesn't really matter, I hope that many of you will lighten up and direct your hostilities and frustrations onto something other than me. Yes, I still love the Green Bay Packers. Yes, I would still like to see them win. But when you're playing a game that sole intention is to trim more than 40 players before the start of the regular season, then winning isn't really the objective. So keep your pants on already. I'm fully aware that many of you are already accumulating your hurtful memes and comments, which you'll be bludgeoning me with for the next nine days. But I'm here to tell you that if your hostile comments and retorts are based purely on this pointless exhibition of talent evaluation, then the person who should be receiving the pointed harassment would be you, regardless of the outcome. Because I happen to know that the preseason games and your desire to win them doesn't really mean anything. 
The whole point is to choose the right players so you can win games that do matter. And that's going to start happening in another 30 days. So keep your anti-Green Bay comments to yourself and save it where a tougher a time when I might actually be affected by it. But hey, and never mind yapping, sports brought to you by Rocky's Ace Hardware. You're a good citizen. You pay your taxes, usually. This weekend, go to Rocky's and get a new grill, a new lawnmower, snowblower, and skip the sales tax. It's tax-free weekend, a well-deserved break from noble base staters like you. Available this weekend at Rocky's Ace Hardware. I'm back. That's my view from... Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 610 in Rush with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. It's going to be uh, rainy today with a high of 81. Tomorrow, sunny with a high of 81. It is 60 right now in downtown Springfield. Sorry I'm late. I didn't want to come. Yeah, I don't blame you. I didn't want to get here either. But, uh, you know, I uh, I showed up like a uh, like a dedicated employee. Yeah, I overslept. And, yeah. And uh, I didn't set the alarm. And then I, I went to bed late, later than I thought. Mm-hmm. And then... Uh, I wake up and it's five o'clock. Well, the good news is, you know, you're working so hard the last couple of days. Uh, a guy like you could really use some time off. I, I think I could use another vacation. Yeah, I really no, I, do think I should. Yeah, and you know what? After tomorrow, I think I'm going to take another week. Yeah, that's a smart idea. Okay, thank yeah, you. that's a really right, good cool. idea. All right, yeah. Hollywood Trash has brought you my Aqua Pump, an expert in the whole water supply <laughs> systems from the well to the pump and into the house. Somehow you still care about what's happening in Hollywood. So, from Tinseltown, 3,000 miles away, it's Steve Nagel's Hollywood Trash. Well, I'm uh, I'm, uh, I'm about to get into it. I just lost the page <laughs> that I had. You know, this is, this is a horrible, horrible morning. It's not so bad, Already. Steve. It just, uh, no. you know, it's got a little sidetracked is all. All right, I got it now. Hey, uh, uh, Big Brother contestant Luke Valentine has been kicked out of the house for saying the N-word live on the live feed yesterday morning. His departure will be addressed on tonight's show. Has nobody learned uh, any kind of valuable lesson that maybe even if you do feel that way about somebody or something that you kind of keep it to yourself? Especially if you're on national television. Yeah, but you know, there are many people who, uh, who have that kind of belief system within them. Yeah. And it's so strong, so powerful that it just it just comes out. You know, average people with like decent intelligence can edit themselves and, yeah. and not share it. But real good solid racists have to share. That's just what they do. No, they no. don't they don't want to stand alone. And now everybody sees who you are. So they'll discuss it on tonight's show. Oh, perfect. I can't I can't wait for that the the voting off show. He's going to he's going to get kicked right off. I like watching people just burn. Yeah, that's that's good. Yeah, especially for their own bad, stupid behavior. You know, you may have never uh, heard of Lil Tay before, but uh, I have a feeling we're all going to be hearing about a lot about her in the near future. She was a social media star and hip hop influencer when she was just nine years old. Sadly, she apparently died recently. The circumstances of her death are kind of mysterious at this point. But she was only 14 years old and had uh, been out of the spotlight for several years. Lil Tay, whose real name was Claire Hope, blew up online thanks to a series of videos uh, where she talked trash, flashed wads of cash, and posed with expensive cars and she, that she supposedly owned and drove. She never actually drove in the videos. The most she did was sit in the driver's seat of the parked cars and sometimes the, uh, the floor on the accel- near the accelerator. Yeah. 
Uh, but she had more than 3 million followers and it was associated with real rappers like Chief Keef and... Uh... All right, you know what? This is where I asked the younger crowd. Is it Triple X to Nation? How do you, how do you say that? Oh, XXX? See, that's it. Where's, where's, <laughs> but where's the temptation coming? I don't know. People just call him X. See? He's dead. He's but... dead. <laughs> oh. Uh, <laughs> Which basically says it all. Anyway, a message was posted on her uh, Instagram yesterday announcing uh, her sudden and tragic passing along with her, uh, the death of her brother. Nobody knows who posted it or what happened. Hmm. But I'm sure we're probably going to be hearing a lot about it since she was only 14 years old. You know, I know uh, the entertainment world is abuzz with that story, but uh, do you have any mention of uh, Robbie Robertson of the band dying at the age of 80? Well, I mean, it's not like we play the band a whole lot here. Well, I mean, we play a couple of songs. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. yeah. Certainly uh, notable. That wasn't quite my lead, but guitarist, uh, songwriter, singer Robbie Robertson, who led the Canadian-American group The Band, uh, to rock uh, prominence in the 1970s and worked extensively with Bob Dylan and Martin Scorsese, has died. He was 80 years old. What did he do with Martin Scorsese? Uh, Martin Scorsese was the film director for The Last Waltz, which was their fair... Gotcha. Their, uh, their final show. One yeah. of the be- best uh, live music motion pictures ever released. Well, anyway, he's dead. Yeah, but you know, there's a nine-year-old influencer out there that's uh, suffering the same fate. Well, maybe that's why Robbie didn't get the uh, pomp and circumstance that he so well deserved. He did deserve, probably maybe more no, so. No, I know, I know. That he triple deserved. X. Yeah. Well, come on, Triple X, Robbie Robertson. I mean, the weight, uh, the night they drove old Dixie down up on Cripple Creek. Those are those are classics. Well, you got that one song by X, and then that other song by X. Those are. Those are gonna be classics someday. Someday, yeah, sure. Well, anyway, Robert Roberts is dead. It's about to cost more to consume uh, mediocre Marvel and Star Wars content because Disney is raising the price of Disney Plus and Hulu subscriptions. Yay! Yeah, you know why they're doing this? Why? Because people are sharing passwords, and they feel like they're losing money hand over fist. I got news for you: they're making money no matter what happens. Of course they are. Even if they uh, even if they are sharing passwords, they're still making a, a dime. Uh, starting October 12th, Disney Plus with no ads is going from 10.99 to 13.99, and Hulu with no ads is jumping from 14.99 to 17.99. Get out of here! So they're both increasing by three dollars. The ad-supported versions will stay at 7.99. So you got that going for you. ESPN Plus with ads is increasing from 9.99 a month to 10.99. And uh, here's more bad news. Disney has seen how successful Netflix has been in cracking down on the password sharing thing, Mm -hmm. and they like that. They're looking into it themselves and might roll out some kind of fix for the next year. So nobody's going to be able to be sharing anything anyway. Yeah. And then they're looking to bundle all these things, so it's just just like cable. It's become cable. Yeah, I was going to say, why don't you just come up with a HBO package for me? You know, one that's going to cost me like hundreds of dollars a year. Yeah, maybe I'll get uh, 72 channels like uh, QVC and uh, all the other things that come along with crappy television. Like you know? those free music channels or that no one listens to. The WB Network. Huh? You like that one? No one's seen that in years. Uh, let's see. Uh, David Harbour wants to be in uh, more movies once Stranger Things wraps up because he doesn't want to only be known as Sheriff Hopper. He says, quote, I think about George Clooney leaving ER now we just see him as George Clooney. But there was a time when it was, the guy from ER is doing a movie with Nicole Kidman. 
The guy from Stranger Things is working at the Kroger down the street. <laughs> He's bagging groceries. He's a manager in a Cinnabon in Nebraska. <laughs> David clarifies Cinnabon. I like that one. Uh, what was the last time you had a Cinnabon? I tell you what, if they if they had him around here, we'd be eating them right now. I think I saw I saw one in the uh, the airport in Baltimore, and I the smell. It's just the smell. I know. You know I'm not going to go spend nine dollars for a stupid cinnamon bun, but that smell. There's something about a Cinnabon that makes it good. Hey, uh, Kim Kardashian uh, had a routine cancer screening where she touted this new machine that does all kinds of scans and helps people out. However, her fans were calling her out as tone deaf, as most regular people can't even afford to use that equipment. Really? Yeah. She said something to say. She said, oh my God, the last time I was this tone deaf was when Ray J gave me the Helen Keller routine in that sex tape you can purchase on YouPorn for thirty nine I'm not even going to ask for a clarification We can't on that. speak of it anyway. Right. I, even if you did, I wouldn't be listening. Yeah. And uh, Kaylin? Oh, I never got that done during the mother Chris Kim, but I once gave her a roargasm. <laughs> unleashing the beast within. What are you trying to say? What I'm, no, no, no. No, I'm not a, yet? No, okay. no, 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 no. I mean, what I'm, uh, <laughs> she's, a, she's a heavy ch- a ch- a chain stroker. You ever see her run into one of those before? <laughs> no. A heavy chain stroker? No, no. Uh, all day long. She can't not, not put one down. And what are you trying to say? What I'm trying to say is I made her sweater puppies look like snow-capped mountains. <laughs> That's where you eat a peppermint patty. Yeah, on top right. Of it yeah, yes. And that's your Hollywood trash on Rock 102. Ah! We know you're busier than ever before. Caring for your children, your parents, or a loved one. And don't forget about yourself. Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock at 625 and the Foo Fighters with Bax and Nagel and Rock 102. It is uh, going to rain today eventually. I, th- I don't know. who. I don't even know if I'm right or not. I'm just going by the little uh, pictures on the screen because it shows rain. Well, I mean, it's supposed to, yeah, I mean, there's supposed to be a little bit of rain this afternoon, but it's, you know, how many times have you seen it yeah. in the forecast that it's going to rain and just, you know, it's like a couple of couple of drops. That's it. Yeah, and I'm looking at the sky. It looks like that smoke is back. No good. The uh, wildfire stuff. Anyway, a high of 81 today. Tomorrow, sunny and a high of 81. It is 61 right now in downtown Springfield. Uh, Do you want to laugh? Yes. Are you sure? Yeah. All right. Where is it? Oh, here we go. It's Bax and Nagel's joke of the day. I'm funny how? I mean, funny like I'm a clown. I amuse you. On Rock 102. I make you laugh. Springfield's classic rock. Um, well, I had it here in front of me, <sighs> and then uh, now it's not here. Then what happened? Well, it, when I went to go click on the thing to open it up, it just it doesn't like do the website. Thing. Can you uh, can you paraphrase? Do you want you want to hear a real joke? Yeah, I do. The equipment here at Rock One Hundred Two. <laughs> Bax and Nagel in the morning on Rock 102, Springfield's classic rock. Live Collision wants to invest in pain. It's just about 6.30 with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. It's time for news. Brought to you by Gary Rome Hyundai. Go to Gary Rome Hyundai today. Get 0% financing on select models. Here's time. It's time for news. Here's Steve Nagel. You know, that's two references this week that I've made about uh, Little Shop of Horrors that 
off the air. Uh, you know, the, the first one was the Steve Martin dentist doing the teeth pulling the other day down at, <laughs> you know, wha- uh, Dr. Sudol's Wacky Funhouse down there on College Highway in Southwick. Right. And then uh, and then we just had a call. Uh, <laughs> but the way this guy, it was, uh, was brain-dead Dale. And the way the guy laughs... I was just like, I love his laugh. I said, it sounds like the plant, uh, or I'm in my head. I'm like, it sounds like the plant on the. I was like, feed me, feed me Seymour. Feed me. <laughs> feed me all night long. <laughs> Best part of the show happens off yeah, the air. It's, I'll tell yeah, you. it's sadly yeah. true. A uh, portion of Mill Street in the south end of Springfield is closed this morning as police conduct an investigation into the area. The roadway is closed between East Columbus Avenue and Main Street. And police have put caution tape around the parking lot of a commercial building. You want to know what the 22 News crew could see? No. What could they see? They could see? see evidence markers, and they put them down along the roadways. They have numbers on them. One, two, three, four, five. It's crazy. Yeah, that's uh, that's kind of what they do at every scene, don't they? Uh, members of the Springfield Police uh, Crime Scene Unit are working in the area. Details on the incident were not immediately available from Springfield Police, but you can stay with 22 News uh, for more information when they don't have it. <laughs> But you're going to want to watch just in case they do. An East Hampton woman was arraigned in Hampshire Superior Court Wednesday afternoon for a deadly stabbing back in March. On Wednesday, 23-year-old Jean-Marie Echevera of East Hampton pleaded not guilty uh, to a charge of murder and will be held without bail. I think it's Jean-Marie, not Jean-Marie. I was trying to do like that French thing. I don't yeah, know I think I think it's uh, if it's a dude, it'll be Jean Marie. Yeah, well, it's I think it's Jean Marie. She's accused of stabbing and killing her boyfriend, 23 year old Brennan David Blow, inside an apartment they shared. The uh, East Hampton police uh, were called to the apartment around 3:10 a.m. on Tuesday, March 14th, where they found Blow with multiple stab wounds. He was taken to base state, but died from his injuries. Just before 4 p.m. Uh, or 4 a.m., Echevera has previously uh, pleaded not guilty to murder in Northampton District Court, but she was later indicted by a grand jury in Hampshire County Superior Court. This was the first homicide in Hampshire County this year and the first in East Hampton since 2012 when Ryan uh, Welch murdered his girlfriend Jessica Ann Pripstein, which is now, uh, Welch is now serving a life prison sentence for that. Uh, a response from Munson police and fire crews was provi- uh, was prompted Wednesday evening after a car collided with a residence on Cushman Street. According to Munson's police uh, chief of police, Steve Kozlowski, early Wednesday evening, a male resident of Munson seemed to have lost his control of his vehicle, then struck the side of a residence situated at 31 Cushman Street in Munson. Well, Munson police secured the scene. Fire crews checked out the structural damage for the potential of fire and finding a smoke condition in the home. According to the fire department, hazards were all evaluated on scene by both the town building and electrical inspector. The driver of the vehicle was taken to Bay State Wing Hospital in Palmer. From there, he was taken to Bay State Medical Center in Springfield, where he received medical attention for severe injuries. One resident was home at the time of the accident and was not injured. Additionally, Kozlowski added that the driver was arrested for operating under the influence and reckless operation of a motor vehicle. Uh, yeah, driving yeah. drunk in Munson... <clears throat> Is, uh, isn't that like a win in Rome thing? No, no. There's a lot of people in Munson that are not drunk. I mean, it's only 6.33 in the morning. Well, this was yesterday afternoon. So. Oh, well, by afternoon, sure. But by this time of the day, no. Glug, glug, glug. Here we go. We're going to Munson. Uh, you know, we say this, but there's actually some very beautiful homes in Munson. There are some very nice areas of that town. Yes, but we never see those on TV. We just see no. the worst of it. Usually, what's happening. 
On Wednesday, an operation was executed by the Holyoke Police Department Narcotics Unit and FBI Western Mass Gang Task Force. This marked the successful conclusion of a month-long investigation into an open-air drug distribution operation that had been thriving at 212 Walnut Street, apartment 3R in Holyoke. But kind of like a, th- a farmer's market. Yeah, yeah. You open. Well, how do you do an open-air uh, drug deal? You mean you invite people into your house and everything's out in the open? See, I would think it's more like one of those... Uh those CSA farm stand type of things where you pay into a certain amount and you get like you know, like so many bags of weed well, and, and like onions and carrots. You got to support your local drug dealer. Well, you know, it is agriculture after all. Well, you get the uh, you get that stuff that non-pesticide uh, marijuana. Oh yeah, I uh, know I won't. Yeah. Listen, I won't take any illegal drugs that are stained with GMOs. No, put away your DDT, Mr. Farmer. I'm going to Joni Mitchell this weed right now. I want only the natural stuff. The uh, in, a coordinate, in a coordinated effort, law enforcement officers entered the premises after obtaining a Holyoke District Court search warrant. If it's an open-air drug thing, why didn't you just walk up to it? Or is this the element of surprise? I think probably the element of surprise. The investigation had been initiated due to information relayed by concerned citizens who reported the detrimental effects on the quality of life in the vicinity of Essex and Walnut Streets. Upon entering the location, officers discovered substantial quantities of uh, suspected fentanyl, cocaine, and crack cocaine. Ammunition was also recovered as part of the operation. Arrests were made in connection uh, to that operation. Four individuals were taken into custody and charged with violations of MGL Chapter 94C, commonly known as the Controlled Substance Act. Why do they put this in there? Space to kill. Uh, Gotta kill some space. uh, like most the common person doesn't know and i don't even know what chapter oh now i know what chapter 94c of the mgl mm-hmm. the general laws yeah but if you didn't know the numbers then you'd probably be you know, looking for all the statutes trying to you know find what you're looking for you'll never get there those arrested included uh, 53 year old aldoberto cruz 43 year old juan narvaez and 18 uh, year old luis rodriguez what a great generational gap of working together. 53, mm-hmm. 43, and 18. That sounds to me like a family business. Well, you got to have the old guy who knows what it used to be like back in the day. Yeah. Then you got the uh, the young go-getter at 43 who's right in the middle of his prime of his career. Oh, I know. And then uh, you got the 18-year-old on the up, up and up, maybe giving him new ideas. Hey, maybe we should make TikTok videos for your, uh, for your drug operation. You know, <laughs> that's, you know, maybe that's what they need. Maybe good, uh, you know, better marketing. You know, like a, yeah, you need a PR person for that for that job. Like a PR person, yeah. maybe like a like a a cartoon character, yeah, uh, or a, you know, a spokesperson. Yeah, I'm a drug den digital creator. Yeah, right. Follow me. I'm William Shatner for the open air drug trade in Holyoke. Yeah, today we're gonna show you how to really roll that dollar bill so tight so you can use it as a straw. It's like the Steve Nagel College of Knowledge. It is just for for that thing, you know, for what they're doing. Uh, Log- I believe that's, that should be like a master's level program. Well, it's a it's satellite campus. <laughs> yeah, it's like when UMass comes downtown, right? Springfield. It's not really UMass. It's just part of the club. It's UMass like. Yeah, you could have uh, you could have uh, Nagel University uh, <laughs> West or East, wherever Holyoke is. Uh, law enforcement uh, officers also uncovered a Poly 80 semi-automatic pistol, also re- referred to as the Ghost Gun. 
multiple law enforcement agencies worked together during the investigation. Blah, blah, blah. They brought the whole thing down. We get it. We get it. Well, listen, uh, I'm glad we got these uh, these things off the street. Mm. That's ultimately what matters. Uh, moving on to a sad story. A Granby man and business owner has died following a motorcycle crash involving an alleged drunk driver. According to the Florida Highway Patrol, on Friday, 51-year-old Richard Davio of Granby was riding his motorcycle on Route 41 in Hillsborough County in Florida when another vehicle collided into the rear of his motorcycle. Davio was ejected from the bike in the crash and died from the incident. The only, the other driver, identified as a 26-year-old man from Tampa, was arrested for driving under the influence and did not have a valid driver's license. Uh, Prime 3 Steakhouse, a restaurant in Southwick, posted on social media this week announcing their brother's death. The restaurant is co-owned by siblings Todd, Deborah, and Richard, uh, which is symbolized by the three in the name. Richard mm. was a man who lived and loved life passionately, a husband, son, father, and friend, who lit up any room he entered. He was our little brother, and his death will forever leave a hole in our hearts, stated Todd and Deborah Davio, the president of the Motorcycle Association Richard was a part of, has created a GoFundMe page uh, to help the family with his loss. Uh, State and Quincy police are offering a $10,000 reward to anyone able to provide information that may lead to the arrest of a man wanted for a violent rape back in 2007. Massachusetts State Police are searching for 54-year-old Toon Kit Lee, who also goes by Dun G. Lee or Dickie Lee. In 2007, uh, Lee was convicted of violently raping and injuring a young Chinese-American waitress. According to police, Lee's family owned the Kawaga restaurant in Quincy. He broke into the home of the waitress that worked at the restaurant on February 2nd of 2005 and sexually assaulted the woman while he wore a mask zip-tied her to the bed and held her at knife point. Lee obtained the nickname Bad Breath Rapist because the victim most recognized his foul breath. I was going to say, because he had bad breath? Yeah. You know, sometimes I don't think adding... Yes, the guy's a scumbag. I'm not defending him at all, but I don't think adding the insult to him by calling him the Bad Breath Racist, because don't you think that would kind of agitate somebody to want to do commit more oh you're well, really th- you're gonna make fun of me you think i have bad breath you know i don't know i'm just thinking in the uh to not call I, him that i'm not so concerned about hurting his feelings um i'm not but- i'm not concerned about hurting his feelings either i'm talking about fueling the fire for another attack on this man because maybe well if his feelings are hurt yeah, but I'm just saying maybe this isn't the best approach to do that. But from the police perspective, I can see uh, like, like you know, be on the lookout for a guy who has tremendously bad breath. I mean, if that's the if that's what you're going to be known for, you got to believe this guy's got like a we're, like a rotten animal in his mouth. We're lucky because can you imagine if one of us had like a gingivitis or something like that? Mm-hmm. This whole room would smell. I mean, it already smells like B.O. You ever walk out of here and then walk back in like oh, five yeah. minutes later after being out in the fresh air? I think it's Pat. You think so? I think of, the, of all of us, he's probably the, uh, I don't know, the stinkiest. I remember the one girl that worked here, uh, and we uh, we made fun of her on the, during the, the closing of the show. Yeah. Where I said, uh, I said, oh, speaking of train wrecks, uh, here she is. And then she heard that. Yeah. And then uh, she came out into the hallway and she's like, oh, really? I'm a train wreck? Not not really picking up on the joke part of it. I'm a train wreck? Well, it smells like a big fart every time I walk in the studio every morning. Which she's not wrong. She's about. not wrong. No, she's it's not wrong. a good smell. Oh, thank you. Very thank much. you, Molly. Look at this. I like, uh, I, uh, 
Molly just went and got us some coffees here. A little yeah. Dunkin' Run. Now, Molly, when you Dunkin'. walk into this room, does it smell like a locker room to you? Yeah. See, okay. She's See, being modest. She's you, being you, hear modest. That, you hear that pause in her voice? Yeah. It's only your third. Um, uh, no, uh, it's, not only really. my, it's only really my third I, day. I can tell you that someone on the TikTok was very concerned about the can of Glade that's sitting right here. They commented on that. Oh well, that's they that's thought that. Ca- <laughs> that's a just in case. You don't know. Uh, you don't know what kind of uh, listen. Yes, hijinks will go on down here. Yesterday, you had Will Reichelt and Ed Sullivan in the studio. Yes. We don't know what they're bringing in here. This is a yeah, Meryl. Reichelt is a guy that swam in the Connecticut River during an Ironman competition. Yeah, yeah that's you brave. You can't be assured that he's going to be walking out of here smelling like a bunch of roses. <laughs> Shit's roses? Or, roses. I'm sorry. Linen fresh. Yeah. yeah. Well, you know what? I'd rather have a, a linen, linen fresh, fresh smelling room yeah. than having a mare that's been dipped in... How, how come new car smell? <laughs> I don't know. Yes, new car yeah, smell. I know where you were going with that. Yes. One. How come new car smell doesn't actually smell like a new car? You can get every other scent in the world yeah. uh, into a... You ever have those... Uh, Do you ever buy those little things from Bed Bath & Beyond where you plug into your wall and they make your house smell uh, fresh and nice? For the sake of argument, uh, sure. Yeah, you. I know you've had them. You've had them before. Not if not in this life, in another yeah, life. Probably, yeah, probably. Yeah, yeah. Right. Uh, but yeah, they make your house smell uh, really nice. Sure. It's, it's like your house smells like an ice cream parlor. Well, that wouldn't be a bad thing, would it? No, it wouldn't. But yeah. th- those smells are like dead on. Like Whereas, when you get- but when you go to a new car, for some reason, new car smell. Yeah, I know. It's kind of like when you go to like Yankee Candle and you start smelling jars of uh, of candles. Yeah. Yeah, like some things actually smell like they things that they claim to smell like. Yeah. Like fresh cut grass. Well, doggone it, that smells like fresh cut grass. The one that still uh, smelled like bacon a couple years ago, it didn't. Smell just like smelled like bacon. something that was on fire. Yeah, it did. It smelled like wet wood, like grease and fire. Like somebody, uh, somebody uh, took uh, vinegar and th- and put it out a fire yeah. of a campfire yeah. with it. But new car smell, I would agree with you. That's a that's a hard one to replicate. Kind of like banana is a hard one to replicate. I just don't understand why we can scientifically replicate all these other smells. Remember, remember years ago there was a there was a guy selling like perfume and it was like Play-Doh perfume. Yeah, you can get the smell of Play-Doh on you for some reason. Why you would want to smell like that? I don't know. Steve, we can put a man on the moon yeah. and uh, eradicate diseases from the face of the earth, but we can't get a candle that smells like a like a fabric softener sheet. That that's kind of an injustice, don't you think? I think it is. Your Pioneer Valley forecast today. Someone's gonna... not taking real world problems seriously. No. When, when are people going to finally learn? Someday, Steve. I mean, Hawaii's on fire right now. Yeah, but, right. But the real issue is, who's going to get that new car sent? <laughs> the first, yeah, that's going to be the pioneer of the, yeah. of the next generation. The guy who can get that new car sent to smell exactly like a new car. Forget all the wildfires. That's a billion-dollar idea right it there. It is. It's uh, going to be rainy today with a high of 81. Tomorrow, sunny with a high of 81. It's 61 right now in downtown Springfield. I'm Steve Nagel, and that's the news on Rock 102. Ah, yeah. Rock 102's Classic Rock Summer is driven by Leah Toyota of Wolverham. Experience the difference. Quality. Service. Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 652 in the doors with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. It is going to be, uh, well, partly to mostly cloudy uh, today. Could see a chance of a rain shower this afternoon. A high of 81 tomorrow, sunny with a high of 81. 
It's 61 right now in downtown Springfield. Every week on Baxi's Musical Podcast, I'm talking with uh, somebody else. Could be a legend in rock, new wave, alternative, uh, metal, even producers, authors, record executives, and more. This week, my guest is Hugh Patterson from the band No Alternative, a band that didn't record a whole hell of a lot when they were together, but uh, Liberation Hall Records has released a live performance uh, live at the Mabuhay Gardens, November 7th, 1980. It shows what a what a, an amazing band this was and was on the cusp of actually doing stuff, but then broke up too soon. Uh, it's a fascinating interview with a guy who not only uh, had this band going on, uh, but he also became an expert in chess. So he coaches chess. He writes about chess. Mm. He's a chess master himself. It wound up being actually a really interesting interview. And uh, you, he, pa- he worked at a chess king. He might have, because uh, although I know of no chess actually being played in one of those stores. That's weird. I know. It's they a weird the thing. pieces on the sign. And no royalty in that place either. That's Well, uh, when you wore the clothes, you were. You'll be able to uh, check out that interview on Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and rock102.com. All brought to you by Z&M Home Buyers and Rock 102 Springfield's Classic Rock. I really want to uh, see this, uh, this Oppenheimer movie, but I don't know if I want to dedicate three hours of my life to it. I want to see it too. Yeah. Uh, but you know, when the movie says it's three hours, that doesn't really scare me. Because really? some of my favorite movies of all time were like exceedingly long. Oh, I see. I have a sh- very short attention span. Yeah. I'm only good for about a ninety minute movie. See, I mean, like uh, like The Godfather one and two, I could watch those. You know, I could, I could set the whole day aside and oh. watch those movies. I oh. I just remember the three video, three VCR tapes yeah. full of Godfather. Yeah. That's crazy. I would do it. Yeah, that's but too much. I, I I even got like the director's cut. So like the first movie was like four and a half hours. That's crazy. No, it wasn't. It was fantastic. Um, but yesterday was the uh, the anniversary of the atomic bomb being dropped on Nagasaki, Japan, 78 years ago, killing over 70,000 people. And ultimately, leading to the end of uh, World War II, the U.S. dropped its second atomic bomb on Nagasaki at 11.02 a.m. on August 9, 1945, from a B-29 bomber known as Boxcar. The uh, destruction from the explosion spanned nearly three miles and destroyed much of the town. The first atomic bomb was used by the U.S. was dropped on Hiroshima on August 6th of 1945. What a—just the horrible things that happened to people— Oh, the yeah. Innocent I mean, people are people, incinerated. Innocent people. Yeah. You know, and uh, I think that was probably the worst part of it. It wasn't like we're in a military battle and that was that was a, right. a casualty of war thing. This was a casualty of war because you're an innocent victim because you're just trying to go about your day and you just get annihilated in well, within a second. I always thought the really interesting part about the whole thing, you know, never mind the fact that the technology exists to obliterate an yeah. entire you know city of people. But that, you know, it started these conversations off two different ways. One, we were start talking about these kinds of, you know, weapons as peacekeepers. Yeah. You know, so, you know, you'd, you know if I've got one, I'm not going to want to use one right. unless you use one first. Right. And that is what peace is all about. Well, we're lucky. We'd, nobody used one on us. After You're that. absolutely right. The other thing about it is, is the discussion after it, like this, this moral discussion about using these kinds of weapons. You know, did it ultimately save lives to destroy them? Yeah, I guess. You know, how I see much that longer point. would that would that war have gone on had it not been for the fact that you know Hiroshima and Nagasaki were bombed? That's a kind of conversation that 
Is a, it, a moral conversation that the, the society had is, never, ever had before. Isn't that messed up? It's totally messed like up. Like you had to kill a bunch of people in order to see, hey, maybe that wasn't such a good idea. Yeah, right. Maybe we shouldn't be doing that to well, a massive amount yeah, of people. Yeah, you had to kill 300,000 people to say, man, we really dodged a bullet on that one. Well, either way. Could I, have been so much worse. I would... Uh, I'm going on vacation. I don't want to waste vacation by sitting in a movie theater for three hours either. You know what I mean? Like, that's not what I really want to do. I want to sit on the beach. Right. Yeah. You know, so I'll see it eventually. I'll see it when it goes uh, to DVD or Blu-ray. Yeah. There you go. You <laughs> yeah. Wait, wait around a while. Right. I'll, I'll watch that until Hulu charges me more for yeah, their service. Yeah, 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 yeah. Why not? It's 657 with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. Junior Rock 102 is... And now, Bax's View from the Couch, brought to you by Rocky's Ace Hardware, your grilling headquarters, Weber, Big Green Egg, Uni Pizza Ovens, and Traeger Wood-Fired Grills. Hey, good morning, sports fans. How the heck are you? As you know, the legal system in this country has got a lot of problems. On one hand, you got a lot of people doing a lot of awful bad stuff, and then sometimes you're that stuff is being done to other people. Sometimes stuff is being done to their stuff. Add a few lawyers and a couple of judges along the way, and you're talking about a system of justice that makes sense for some, but not for others. For example, yesterday, former Raiders wide receiver Henry Ruggs III was sentenced to three to ten years in prison after pleading guilty to a vehicular homicide that occurred in November of 2021. In that case, Ruggs was found to be operating under the influence during an accident in which he killed the Las Vegas woman and her dog. Now, I will tell you that this is a terrible story. Tragic. Maddening. It's a total outrage, since Henry Ruggs III could be paroled in as little as three years. Now, why am I bringing this up? Because sometimes outrage has a peculiar way of dragging dragging every legal expert out of the woodwork. For example, disgrace running back O.J. Simpson took exception to the uh, sentencing yesterday, saying online, quote, You're driving a car at roughly 160 miles an hour on a public street, killing a girl and her dog, and you get three to ten years. But go into a hotel room and that you're invited to retrieve your own personal stolen property and you get 9 to 33 years? Same courthouse, same city, same state? I don't know. Something just does not add up to me. Now, normally I would say this. Uh, Actually, I probably wouldn't say this, but in a perverse way of ignoring his own notoriously impulsive behavior, the juice might just have a point. Killing people while you're driving more than 120 miles over the posted speed limit while you're cocked seems to be a little bit more serious than breaking it into a hotel room so you can get your stuff back. And yet, in the state of Nevada, they'll cut you some slack if you're willing to plead guilty. Imagine the trouble the guy might have been getting himself into if he had stabbed two people in cold blood and fled the scene in a white Ford Bronco that barely cracks 55 miles an hour on a major interstate highway. Now that's something I'd like to see you try to get away with because I'm sure the legal system would never allow somebody to get away with something as bloodthirsty like that. But hey, another of my yappings was brought to you by Rocky's Ace Hardware. Death and taxes. This weekend, I sincerely hope you avoid the former, and I know you'll avoid the latter. Go to Rocky's, get the grill you want, replace the crappy lawnmower you have, buy a snowblower. It's tax-free weekend for every Red Sox fan at Rocky's Ace Hardware. I'm back. That's my view from the couch. Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. 
Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock at 712 and ACDC with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. It is uh, going to be uh, mostly sunny uh, this morning and then rain showers maybe this afternoon with a high of 81 tomorrow. Sunny with a high of 81. It is 62 right now in downtown Springfield. Uh, lovely time to go this year to go to Hawaii. Uh, I don't even know what it's like in Hawaii this time of year. Well, at least 36 people have been killed in unprecedented wildfires that are raging across Hawaii's Big Island and Maui, officials said on Wednesday. Much of Lahaina, I believe I'm saying that right or wrong. I don't know. You said Hawaii. That's correct. Yeah. A touristic and economic hub of 9,000 people has been destroyed and hundreds of families displaced. Hawaii Governor Josh Green said residents reported heartbreaking destruction. No more Lahaina. It is gone. Uh, most of the fires on Maui, fueled in part by violent winds from Hurricane Dora turning more than 800 miles away, have not yet been contained, uh, according to Mayor Richard Bisson Jr. Uh, and of course, you know they're they're looking for help for uh, <clears throat> you know to help the victims and all that stuff. Right. What a horrible place to have a wildfire, though, because uh, it's an island. You're not you can't just drive to another state to evacuate. Uh, I don't even know if you can drive from island to island. You can't drive from island to island. Everything is, you have to fly from island to island. Well, that's inconvenient. It's very inconvenient. But uh, it's not like you can just, it's not cheap to get a flight back to Los Angeles. It's not cheap to do anything out of Hawaii. Because mm-hmm. everything is, I mean, it's, it's you know, it's a, it's a weird place in, in the sense that, you know, everything they have pretty much has to be imported from the mainland right. or, or elsewhere. And so, other than their own natural resources, uh, you know, they're 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 grabbing and everything. So it's everything's expensive. So I would imagine that when it comes to like uh, like fire safety equipment, they've got what they've got. Yeah. But there's only so much that can go around. These are tiny little islands, for the most part. Yeah, and it's uh, it's pretty devastating. I mean, they're saying they don't know how the wildfire started, but don't they have like volcanoes out there doesn't uh, maybe the lava might have set a tree on fire or something yeah but it could also be set by someone uh you're not securing uh you know food on a on a stove or you know not extinguishing uh, you know fire materials like uh, cigarettes or cigars do they have smoky bear out in maui probably yeah. i don't imagine so only you can put a lay on your friend when they get off the airplane yeah see yeah. I, why not welcome to hawaii Oh yeah. <laughs> I'm reading the you know this uh, the Guardian uh website has a category called extreme weather and if you you click on it it tells uh, tells you about these wildfires but then here's all the other headlines. Dam partially collapses in Norway as storm Hans continues to cause chaos. Texas hiker found dead in Utah uh, planned to scatter father's ashes on mountain. Uh, Swedish ski resort suffers severe flooding after a river bursts its banks. Uh, Storm Hans causes havoc uh, throughout Europe uh, with heaviest rain in 25 years. Mm. Siberian forests burn as wildfires engulf eastern Russia. Uh, The whole world's on fire. And yet here we are complaining yesterday because it's too humid out. (laughs) Well, we're the exception to the rule. Well, you know, so but all this bad stuff supposed to happen elsewhere, not here. Right, but you know, we've we've had our share of bad stuff over the years. You know, tornadoes, uh, you know, uh, earthquakes, uh, microbursts. Yeah, I had uh, we we had a tornado. We had a microburst at n- near my house a couple of years ago. That was scary. Yeah, because when I saw it, when I'm like standing inside the house and it looks sunny out, but the wind is whipping up in the middle mm-hmm. of, middle of July. 
And then I saw this grill that I was giving away that I put down by the road. Just magic. Ooh, somebody's mowing the lawn outside. At 7, 16 in the morning. Yeah, who... Isn't that illegal? I don't know. It's, it's Isn't a, that like a noise ordinance thing? I thought you weren't supposed to do that till after 8 o'clock. Yeah, I don't know. He wants to, he wants to catch the worm. Oh, Here, listen. Yeah, no, I, I can see him. Yeah, thanks for mowing the lawn at 7 o'clock in the morning. Oh, yeah. Well, they're they're, they're, they're trimming. They're mowing. They're getting, the, they're getting it done. I mean, I know he's got a job to do, but uh, there's people still sleeping. Well, in related to what we're talking about, yeah. he wants to get a good fresh cut in before the uh, before the rain starts. Before the rain comes in. That's maybe right. That, maybe that's what it is. Yes. Does he realize we're broadcasting uh, on the on the air right now? I and, don't uh, think that's his concern. And uh, isn't it weird how the sound comes through the outside of the building with all this stuff in here? Yes. A soundproof room. Yeah. You can still hear lots of noise outside. Uh, but anyway, so when I saw that grill go magically up in the air, like Harry Potter was outside lifting it up, I was yeah. like, hey, maybe we should go in the basement and get away from this thing. And that's where we were in the basement for like maybe 25, 30 minutes. And I had, uh, I had Brian Lapis, I turned the TV on so I could hear what was going on with the tornado warning. Cause it was, it was like this big thing. Right. And uh, all I could hear was like lapis, and I'm th- and you could hear the wind picking up and the rain coming down, and I'm and I'm thinking to myself, man, if this is my last moment, the last voice I'm gonna hear is Brian Lapis. <laughs> <laughs> that's yeah, that's really upsetting. Yeah, that's that's probably the worst part of the whole thing. Yeah, I was gonna say that's probably even worse than the storm itself. And then I and then I come outside, uh, you know, after when the when the storm was over, you come outside and there was stuff like just blown everywhere, you know, yeah. the lawn chairs and things like that. And then uh, the backyard was flooded because we had like it was probably like two inches of rain in less than twenty minutes. It was cr- it was crazy how fast it was coming down. And then uh, my daughter and I go outside to check that out. And as we come back up to the house she goes in the house first but she had left the slider door open oh boy and i hear this blood piercing scream i thought like you know something horrible had happened like somebody was stabbed or sure. something like that and i and she's running out of the house and i'm like what she's like there's a bird in there it was a bat a bat, oh, a had bat. flown in the house oh dude that's yeah. bad yeah, a bat flies in the house. It's fly. It's flapping around, and I'm like, hey, "You gotta be kidding yeah, I know. me, right?" Yeah. So, and then my my older daughter was just like sitting there, like, "Oh, no big deal. It's just a bat. Like it's just flying around." You ever have to? But did you? So, what did you do? I I got them outside, and I I sat them in the car. Yeah. I said, "Just get in the car, and I'll figure this out." Well, I'm a I'm a very uh, frail and fragile adult. Sure. Very sensitive. I don't handle confrontation well especially with wildlife especially with wildlife that you know sometimes can pass rabies yeah yeah yeah, yeah that was uh, or was, suck your blood and make you turn into a vampire yeah. so then this thing's flying around the downstairs of my house and then it goes upstairs oh jesus it goes up in the hallway and then i could see it flying and i and so so then i call i i texted my neighbor and i said hey can you are you uh can you help me out here can you come over and and help me out so he goes absolutely he comes over He's the Batman, right? Right. And he comes over with one of those fishnets. Oh, sure. And the bat's like flapping around, and uh, he he gives me the fishnet. And I go, okay. (laughs) What are you supposed to do? Well, so I go upstairs, and as soon as I get to the top of the stairs, because it's kind of like wraps around. Right. As soon as I get to the top of the stairs, right over my head, I'm like, ah! (laughs) 
So then the thing flies back into the front of the house, yeah. and I could see down the hallway the room, the bedroom that it was in. And I said, okay, let me close it and lock it in there so it's locked in the bedroom. Sure. So I try to go back downstairs. I go back upstairs, and this thing is, like, flopping around, and I'm freaking out. So I, I came downstairs, and I'm like, dude, I will give you $100 to go up there and get that thing, to go upstairs to, to get the bat. And did he? He just, well, he didn't do it for the money. He was like, did it. He did it hard for it, honey. He he did it to to show what a man he is and what a man I'm not. Yeah, yeah. And he I went know. upstairs and he whoosh, grabbed the bat two seconds and he opened the window and he let it out and that was the end of the bat and you could see it flying away into the breeze. Yeah. The only time I ever had to confront the bat was when I was like in high school. Yeah. In my room and uh, I'm trying to remember whether even I think it was all alone in the house. Yeah. And uh, somehow a bat gets into my room. Now, I had two windows in my room on, you know, on different walls, okay? Yeah. Uh, and, uh, you know, I panic because, one, I, I hate I hate bats. I'm not like crazy about snakes. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't like any of those kinds you of- You don't but, like spiders and things. Right. The other thing is I hate dead stuff. So if I kill it, I'm going to have to find a way yeah. to remove it because I don't, I, I don't want to touch dead stuff. Freaks me out. So what I did was is I opened the window, right? And I grabbed my tennis racket, and I started to, like doing uh, like you know John McEnroe backhands, you know, trying to, to you know to get the to get the bat. Well, yeah. the bat's too you know the bat's too uh, too agile to be hit by some fat kid in high school with a tennis racket. Yeah, you know. Plus, he had much better moves. He had you know much much more uh, you know like side to side type of thing. I you know I couldn't keep up with it, but I was able to hit him slightly, and he. Flew right outside the window. Oh. I got so lucky that I yeah. didn't have to kill him, or that I didn't. Yeah. I wasn't behind in the set, or that it wasn't a match point, or you know, they had the advantage because you know <laughs> we would. I would never have advanced into the next round. That's what was going on in my head. <laughs> yeah, uh, like what would I? What am I going to do if I if this thing if I catch it? What am I going to do if I catch it? Well, that's sometimes that's, that's yeah. the worst part. Like when you got like an animal that's in your house that's not supposed to be there. Well, okay, let's say you kill it. Well, mm-hmm. now what are you gonna do, big, yeah, big tough fella? Yeah, you're gonna grab it with your bare hands and like throw them in the woods. It's like those, uh, those have a heart traps. You know, when you, when you're trying to catch something. Yeah. Maybe you're trying to catch something as innocent as a groundhog, but then all of a sudden you got a skunk in there or something. What I told d- you that story. That happened to me. Oh, it did. Yes. Oh. We had groundhogs, and I had one of those heart have a heart traps. Oh, I forgot. About and it that. caught it caught every single animal other than the animal I was trying to get. Yeah. So, for example, uh, one day I caught a squirrel, and he was mad. He was very mad. Now you got to set him free, right? Yeah. So what I would do is I grab this thing with some oven mitts and then let him free, because <laughs> I don't I don't know what uh, an angry squirrel is going to do. So I let uh, with the uh, with the thing. And then the next day, like two days later, a skunk gets into the habitat. Oh trap. man! Now what you- uh, this, this is the crazy part about it. So the skunk wants to get out of the trap, mm-hmm. right? And I don't know how he did this. He was able to dig the ground underneath the trap. Wow. And he was literally caked with dirt all around him. He couldn't have lifted his tail to spray me. He couldn't have done anything to bite me. He was lodged in this thing. So I went on the air the next day and I said, listen, I got a problem. I got a, I got a skunk and I have a heart trap. He's encased in filth and dirt. Yeah. Now what? Yeah. Now what do I do? And some dude who works for some like uh you know pest removal service yeah. says I'll come to your house I'll take I'll take care of it. 
Guy puts a blanket over the trap, takes the pla- takes the trap, lifts it, puts it in the back of the truck, and says, I might not be able to get your trap back, but uh, no problem. We'll take care of this We'll for take you. care of it. He did wind up giving me the trap back. But, I mean, like, that's that's what you need. What, what did he do with the skunk? I didn't ask. I didn't want to know. Basically, what he says is if you catch him in a have a hard trap, you just let him go, and they just run away. Yeah. And they don't even think about spraying you. Right, but I don't want to take that kind of chance. Yeah, see, I don't. Uh, I don't know if I believe. I had a, there was a porcupine in my yard, uh, and I was like freaking out about a porcupine. Right, I'm like, oh man, I don't want to hit this. And then my 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 friend was going, oh dude, you can just like walk up to them and bop them on the nose, and they won't do anything. They're like the one. They're like. They're very docile animal, or docile, what do you call it, docile? Docile, docile, docile. yeah, docile they'll take a smack in the face and the nose, then they're going to turn around and uh, shoot the quills at you. See, they don't shoot quills. That was like the misnomer. I thought, that, I thought. listen, I learned everything I needed to know about uh, ecology from the Bugs Bunny cartoons, where the, where the, where the, where the quills would come off and yeah. shoot somebody in the face right that doesn't happen all they do is they swing their tail around and then they smack their victim and then the victim gets the quills in like the like the dog like the dog went up and sniffed its butt the thing would smack it in the face and that's where the quills come from you're not calling bugs bunny a liar are you i am calling bugs bunny a liar oh don't make me come over there because I'll, I'll get I'll, I'll it'll be time to throw down i said uh, firecracker firecracker shish boom ba bugs bunny bugs bunny is a liar 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 that's what I said. <laughs> it's 725 on Rock 102. Arnold's Hamburg Patties. Frozen, all-size patties. Five-pound box, $22. Arnold's Fresh Bone-In Country-Style Spare Ribs, two twenty nine a pound. It's 728 with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. Uh, well, Dan Bryan can give you the forecast. Uh, tomorrow uh, is uh, is Friday. And a pretty good chance that we'll be talking to uh, Paul Mercurio, who has uh, been on our show many, many times. A comedian that has a great podcast, a uh, Paul McCartney has been on his show. We can't get Paul McCartney. Paul Mercurio gets Paul McCartney. Well, he's more famous than we are. He's not that much more famous than we are. But he gets Paul McCartney, and uh, you and I get Will Reichelt and Ed Sullivan. <laughs> hey, it's uh, Ed Sullivan Theater. Uh, you know, I mean, that's where the Beatles played. Uh, yeah, I suppose. Right? But uh, no, no, no relation, though. No. Anyway, so there's that. Maybe even an open line Friday tomorrow, but you're going to have to uh, start preparing now because we're not going to want any junk on that uh, that bit. It's going to be a humdinger of a show, that's for sure. We have news next on Rock 102. Here's your word. 7.32 with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. It's time for news. It's brought to you by Gary Rome Hyundai. Go to Gary Rome Hyundai today. Get 0% financing on select models. Is local radio icon Steve Nagel. Thanks, Bax. A portion of Mill Street in the south end of Springfield is closed this morning as police are conducting an investigation in the area. The roadway is closed between East Columbus Avenue and Main Street, and police have put up caution tape around the parking lot of a commercial building. Do you want to know what the 22 News crew could see? I would be delighted to find out. We saw evidence markers. That means there must be evidence there of something. It's crazy. Do they ever ask what is there? And what's going on? Or uh, they just observe on their own? Uh, I think they just observe on their own and then report back to the boss. Are they, are they and then wor- the boss goes, put that down. Put are that are down. they worried that by asking questions, they may be like annoying those who are trying to get work done? Well, I can imagine, uh, you know, obviously if it's not the, uh, the uh, attractive news reporter walking up to one of the firefighters on the scene or the you know, police officers on the scene, as opposed to, the guy who runs the truck and the camera. Right. You know what I yeah. mean? You're not going to give up information to that guy. 
Oh, I don't know. I mean, uh, I might give a little bit of information, but I give the good stuff to, uh, you know, the hey, ones we're talking about. Hey, what's going on here? Uh, a little bit of Nunya. What's Nunya? Nunya business. Get out of here, you little whippersnapper. Yeah, see? You want to talk, send that Christine Demores over here. <laughs> That's, we want to talk. We'll, we'll be happy to give her all the information. Yeah. But you, not so much. Members of the uh, Springfield Police Crime Scene Unit are working in the area. Details on the incident were not immediately available from Springfield Police, uh, but you can stay with 22 News when they won't update you on what happened. Uh, local law enforcement and community leaders are calling on state legislators to crack down on ghost guns. <laughs> As a ghost gun restriction battle plays out on the federal level. Uh, law enforcement agencies across Massachusetts are combating the growing number of ghost gun related mm-hmm. crimes. The accessibility is a problem since ghost guns are currently unregulated and can be made using a 3D printer or with parts purchased online. In Springfield, for example, police see- seized 35 ghost guns. In 2022, so far in 2023, the department has taken 26 off the streets. Springfield Police uh, spokesperson Ryan Walsh (laughs) spoke to Western Mass News about the challenges ghost guns present to law enforcement and told us that uh, some of the laws on the books make it harder to arrest people in possession of ghost gun kits in possession with a legal firearm. Uh, How come every time there's a story about ghost guns, I'm always thinking about it. I would have gotten away with it, too, if it weren't for those meddling kids and their dog. Well, it's very Scooby-Doo-ish. That's where I kind of got the influence for that. What role? What role? We took the the, uh, department's, uh, or actually Western Mass News took the department's thoughts to State Representative Carlos Gonzalez. He told Western Mass News that legislators are currently working on to require uh, ghost gun manufacturers to place serial numbers on the barrel barrels. I thought the, so. The you, how are you going to get a criminal who three D prints a gun to put a serial number on it? Hey, by the way, can we? Can you just let us know which stolen or, or which uh, fabricated <laughs> firearm you've made yeah. by putting a serial number on it and then reporting it back to us? So we know where it came from. Couldn't you also grind that number? Like, it, like say it was like a standard operating procedure. If a yeah. 3D printer was going to print the gun, isn't it? Uh, you know, pretty typical that you could you know, grind those serial numbers off with like a say like a like a file or like a yeah, a, a rasp of it, some kind. And you could probably use a nail file because it's it was not like a hard steel like a, yeah. like a firearm is or whatever the whatever guns are made of. Uh, it Gonzalez said that he had submitted a piece of legislation. Yeah, serial numbers. New legislation has been supported by the House, has some ways of being able to track and trace every weapon. I don't know how you're going to do that. Yeah, I don't know. But good luck with all of that. Uh, Springfield police report a sudden spike in juvenile crime in the city. This leads to questions about the state's handling of offenders under the age of 18. Springfield police over the last month made a series of arrests of minors. A 17-year-old charged with armed carjacking of a rideshare operator Two 15-year-olds, two 16-year-olds, and a 17-year-old were picked up for stealing cars. With these Hyundai and Kia challenges, they're breaking into cars and not even driving them very far. They're just dumping it just to do it. That's the largest issue we've seen with juveniles, according to Ryan Walsh. Walsh said that uh, it's hard to keep the kids uh, com- keep the kids committing these crimes off the streets because of Massachusetts child reform laws. The law says between 
12 and 18 on their first offense can be punished by a fine, six months jail time, or both. In the eyes of the Springfield police, these laws are fine unless the offenders are younger than 12. One individual who was involved in a stolen Hyundai just last week, uh, he was just 11 years old. That's crazy. You know, uh, you were a kid once, right? Yeah. All right, I was a kid once. If I did something stupid, okay, that I knew I wasn't supposed to do, like if my parents told me, don't ever do this, mm-hmm. yeah, I did it anyway because I felt naughty. Yeah. Usually I would be uh, persuaded to not try it again based entirely upon the consequences of my actions, you know, whether I was punished or, you know, something was taken away or, yeah. you know, I had to go to, uh, to, to bed without any dinner or I couldn't watch my stories on TV, you know, real right hard type of corporal punishment type of stuff i'm wondering if these kids understand consequences at all and whether consequences are ever meted out in a way that they can understand you know sometimes when you do stupid stuff uh you're gonna have to pay for it listen i would imagine a kid that young yes who got involved in something like that probably doesn't have anybody at home to guide him through life you know what after work, I'll stop by. You know, they I'll might... scare that kid straight into uh, having good manners and uh, and uh, and and good insight into consequences. But you know, I mean, you're just continuing that vicious cycle if you don't really con you know tackle the real problem here, mm-hmm. which is kind of you know taking care of the community and trying to be stop this stuff before it even happens. Yeah, you know, the other thing is kids aren't stupid either. I mean, they 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 see what's going on, you know, with adult crimes. You know, like an adult commits a crime, and then like you, know, he's out twenty four hours later on on bail. Oh, you think? Oh, I just want to be like my dad. He yeah. got out. My dad's committed all kinds of crimes, yeah. and he's still back for uh, for dinner. Well, I tell you, he'll be proud of me that I got uh, three arrests. Uh, I got three pending cases. I'm a justice involved individual, just like Dad always wanted. Yep. One day, I hope to take the fam- take over the family business. Governor Maura Healey signed her first state budget into law yesterday. It includes big investments in housing, transportation, climate, resiliency, and education. Uh, Healey says this budget will make Massachusetts more affordable, competitive, and equitable. Investments total more than $1 billion for education alone. Healey signed the uh, fiscal year budget into law on Wednesday. The $55.98 billion state budget prioritizes mm-hmm. funding to improve housing and homelessness across the Commonwealth, provide better health resources, advance services for veterans, uh, and even uh, tackle hunger and food insecurity in our schools. That was the reason why I did the story, because they're continuing that school lunch program for that's free. Yeah. Which I think is a great idea. Sure. I don't know why, you know, people complain about that so much because what they don't understand is a lot of these kids don't have again it's not that much different than what we we're just talking about yeah a lot of these kids don't have access to regular nutrition throughout the day right and maybe the only meal they're getting is the one they're getting at school that's that's true in a lot of different areas of, of massachusetts you know certainly in springfield so i mean you could complain about wasting taxpayer dollars because that's the argument I've heard about that. But I'm like, how much stuff do we waste on every day? You might as well put it towards some good use, yeah. you know, feeding a kid in school. Keep in mind, they're not feeding every student in the in their district. No. You know, they're just feeding a certain number. It's actually you know, usually a pretty finite number. But, you know, it's, uh, that's what schools have now been, uh, yeah. have been forced to do. 
Uh, West Brookville police responded to calls Tuesday morning of anti-Semitic messages that had shown up on several people's driveways. Uh, we didn't know wh- what it was, and we didn't know if it was going to be physically harmful. They were left on some driveways, so the fire chief and I responded to the area. We determined it wasn't physically harmful, but then we noticed the content. Uh, they were very offensive, said West Brookfield uh, Police Chief Nathan uh, Hagland. The uh, police department sharing this uh, photo uh, that they have on their Facebook page where you can see a sandwich bag filled with rice and a note. The message contained language blaming the Jewish community for the COVID-19 pandemic. These are concerning events, right? This is absolutely something that is disrupting and disturbing, but we are here for our community. The executive director of the Jewish Federation of Central Massachusetts says the Jewish community isn't a stranger to this type of attack. Stephen Schimmel said, uh, our community is all too familiar with these sorts of incidents. We won't be threatened uh, by actions or propaganda. Now the police department and the Jewish Federation are uniting in solidarity to stand up against hate. That sounds like you take the time out of your day. Like, you must have nothing better to do than to, hey, you know what? I'm a little bored in this town. It's West Brookfield. There's not much to do. What can we do for fun? Well, we could... uh, you gotta go steal a shopping cart from the Dollar Tree and where and try to roll it down a hill. Nah, that's not much fun. Oh, what about uh, J- you know uh, making a redneck sled with a with a lawn tractor nah, and, a, and a disc in the back and take me through a field? You're talking a little bit better, but, All I, right. but hey. you know, to me, some good old fashioned hate speech yeah. in your in your driveway that makes a whole lot much more sense. Good old fashioned anti-Semitic hate speech written on people's driveways. Let's do it, boys. Now you're talking. Grab the sheets and let's get the pickup truck. We're going to West Brookfield. It's just like, what What do you do? Like, that's what you do? What is the point? I mean, other than obviously trying to make people scared, I, how is that, like, entertainment to somebody? I don't really know, but there are some people who feel that if I do it on my own private property, then it's my business what I do. Yeah. Except if you're dealing with intimidating hate speech yeah to large groups of people no it's just like a guy who would call the radio station and say i'm mike jones 18 times and then hang up the phone right that's what you do that's your life (laughs) this whole week revolves around being able to do that your uh pioneer valley forecast today it is going to be sunny to start then rain this afternoon with a high of 81 tomorrow sunny with a high of 81 it's 64 right now in downtown springfield i'm steve nagel and that's the news on rock 102 ah yeah the one with Bax and Nagel and Rock 102. Uh, cloudy this morning, then possible rain showers later on with a high of 82. Tomorrow, sunny with a high of 82. It's 64 in downtown Springfield. Uh, just uh, checking out uh, the Rock 102 uh, TikTok page. Uh, we are just blasting 600, what, 696? 695 right now. 695. I'll be damned. I just posted a new video of Steve doing his famous Kim Kardashian impression. Oh, everybody wants to see the man behind the curtain. It it was highly requested. So, so it's up. It's Rock 102 on TikTok. Go follow it. All right. All right. There you go. There you go. Hey, uh, tonight on Rock 102, uh, the New England Patriots take on the Houston Texans for the year, their preseason kickoff. Uh, the pregame begins at 4 o'clock. Kickoff is at 7. Bo- join Bob Sochi and Scott Zolak as they bring you all the play-by-play action. The Patriots are back and playing here on Rock 102. And before you hear that, now you can hear this. Now hear this with Bex and Nagel on Rock 102. 
You know, imagine your first home game in a new uniform and you throw a no-hitter. That's what happened last night in Philadelphia for pitcher Michael Lorenzen. Here is the final call. Swung on, popped up, shallow center field. Rojas sprinting in, he's under it, makes the catch, and Michael Lorenzen has thrown the 14th no-hitter in Philadelphia Phillies history. He is being mobbed by his teammates as the Phillies shut out the Nationals 7-0. How about that? His second game in a Phillies uniform, and he throws a no-hitter. That's... That's a good trade. That's a really great trade. A really good trade. And what a way to say uh, F you to the uh, team that traded you. Yeah, no kidding. uh, Here's a little more dramatic buildup to that uh, no-hitter for the Phillies. His mom, wife, and their new baby were in attendance. They were the ones uh, being referred to uh, saying, one more pitch. Michael Lorenzen making his second start in a Phillies uniform. First start here at home. And a cold strike three. First strikeout. Michael Lorenzen's mom is enjoying his Citizens Bank Park debut, and why not? Michael's dad passed away several years ago. He's always on his mind. There's no doubt about it. One more pitch, he's saying. One more pitch. One more pitch. Swung on, popped up. Shallow center field. Rojas yeah. sprinting in. Yeah. He's under it. Makes yeah. the catch. Yeah. Michael Lorenzen. Yeah. 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 That's something. That's pretty cool. That is cool. How do you know that his dad was on his mind? Don't you think? Uh, you know, I, the commentator telling everybody what's on this, yeah, this it, man's mind. Nothing of his dad. He's, he's thinking, of, how do I how do I get out of this yeah. without screwing it all up? Oh, man, I haven't had anything to eat out here all day. I'm, and I see that uh, Chick-fil-A sign, and I really uh, could go for some chicken tenders right now. And uh, here I am pitching this game. If I could make that last out, I could get to the bathroom really quick. Can we please? Uh, Robbie Robertson of the uh, band died yesterday after a long illness. He was only 80 years old. Only 80 years old. He and his uh, bandmates were Bob Dylan's uh, backup band for the iconic live concert known as The Last Waltz. There's a montage of song that Robbie's uh, best known for with the band and ending with one of his solos. That's I like a, this that's one. a nice song. You gotta admit. There's, a, there's actually, I'm a, I'm a fan of the band. Sure. Yeah. Yeah, no, Robbie Robertson was awesome. Uh, I'd rather that? play this stuff than some of the other junk we play. Well, you got to tell me. How come Jeez. we don't play the, more of these classics? Do we play Cripple Creek? I'm trying to think if we play The Weight. We play The Weight. I think we would play The Weight. But we should play Cripple Creek. I don't know why uh, we don't do up on I don't Cripple know. Creek. Listen, I'm not, I'm not the uh, the genius that's putting these things together. Well, who is that genius? You don't even want to know. Once they say his name, we'll all be calling him. Are, are you thinking? You think that's how that's going to go? Yeah. Oh, yeah. And all of a sudden, you got torches and pitchforks coming to the front door of this place. Ah, We've we've had enough of that in the last two years. Why are you not playing (laughs) Cripple Creek? And why do we play Jet Airliner ten times a day? Because if we we played more of the band, then we'd have to stop playing so much Green Day. Uh, Oh, yeah. Well, you can't not play Green Day. Influencers on TikTok are using a new skin hack, saying that eating three large carrots a day helped them look tan. Experts say that the orange undertone is due to carotinemia, and foods like uh, apricots, mangoes, pumpkin, or sweet potato could give your skin an orange hue. Here's Isabel Lux 
talking about the trendy hack. Now make me say it again. Three large carrots a day and you can change your natural undertone. This is literally the skin that I was born with and this is me with no fake tanner. I have been eating three large carrots a day for the past few years. It changes everything. I just put, I just eat carrots all day long. <laughs> yeah. I like putting carrots in my mouth. It yeah. makes me look tan. That's exactly That's what it makes you look That's the only reason why you're doing that. You start tanning yourself by eating more orangey vegetables. Yeah. That just kind of doesn't sound like uh, something that's, I don't know. I'd it, rather. It just seems kind of stupid. I mean, it's natural, so you're not yeah. going to get skin cancer from the tanning bed. No, but I, I'd I'd rather almost have pasty white skin than have to eat three raw carrots a day. Yeah. Why do you want to look orange anyway? Yes. What, what that that look doesn't look good for people. That overly tanned look. What are you gonna What are you gonna wear? Like a, like you know, browns and certain uh, you know natural hues, so yeah. you don't look like a weirdo. <laughs> Sometimes you see these people walking around, and you can tell that they either. Like just came from a tanning booth, or, or they're or they're spraying it on. Yeah, them. they're spraying it on. Which also, like, you ever see it drip? You ever see it? I've seen it drip down somebody's leg before. The self tanner. Yeah, oh, see, yeah. Molly knows what I'm I talking about. I lived in a girl's dormitory. It smelled like self tanner more than uh, half the is time. It, is it a gross smell? It is. It's a horrible smell. Yeah, <laughs> I, see, why I, would you want to do that? I knew a guy who used to use that stuff all the time, and then uh, he would change shirts. While he was at work, mm. and he would leave one of those shirts on oh. the bathroom door. I think I know who you're talking yeah, about. And and yeah. he was wearing so much bronzer that you could see the the ring around the collar was like like dark dark brown. No, you know what it was? It was like it was the it was like holding up a shroud the shroud of Turin. <laughs> you know, you could see the man's imprint of his face and the thing. You're like, oh, it is Jesus. He's here. Yeah. He's yeah. here and he lives at 45 Fisher Avenue yeah. in Mom's basement. That's what he does. Uh, it's 7:58. That's now here. This with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. Springfield. Oh, Bax's view from the couch. Brought to you by Rocky's Ace Hardware. Your grilling headquarters. Weber, Big Green Egg, Uni Pizza Ovens, and Traeger Wood Fired Grills. Hey, good morning, sports fans. How the heck are you? Well, folks, tonight here on Rock 102, the New England Patriots kick off their punishing three-game preseason schedule. Tonight, they'll host the Houston Texans with a seven o'clock kickoff, and then a week from Saturday, the Patriots will travel to Green Bay, Wisconsin, for their second meaningless preseason matchup. And then finally on Friday the 25th, Patriots wrap up the exhibition schedule on the road against Tennessee. And after all of that, then the Patriots will start playing games for real with players who have all made the final cut. Now, before this preseason schedule begins, I would like to state, for the record, that these games are not there for your amusement. They're not there for winning or losing. They don't even throw a banquet when the preseason is over. This is simply a way for each team to assess the available talent on their current roster. That way, they can make mandatory cuts that are required of them by the NFL. And so, when the Patriots show up in Green Bay next week and face the Packers in a game that doesn't really matter, I hope many of you will lighten up and direct your hostilities and frustrations onto something other than me. Yes, I still love the Green Bay Packers. Yes, I would like to see them win. But when you're playing a game that's sole intention is to trim more than 40 players before the start of the regular season, then winning isn't really the objective. So let's keep your pants on already. I'm fully aware that many of you are already accumulating your hurtful memes and comments, which you'll be bludgeoning me with for the next nine days. But I'm here to tell you, 
that if your hostile comments and retorts are based purely on a pointless exhibition of talent evaluation, then the person who should be receiving the pointed harassment is you, regardless of the outcome. Because I happen to know that preseason games and your desire to win them really don't mean anything. The whole point is to choose the right players so you could win games that do matter. And that's not going to start happening for another 30 days. So keep your anti-Green Bay comments to yourself and save them for a time where I might actually be affected by them. But hey, never my yappin' sports brought to you by Rocky's Ace Hardware. You're a good citizen. You pay your taxes. Usually. This weekend, go to Rocky's, get a new grill, a new lawnmower, snowblower, skip the sales tax. It's tax-free weekend throughout Massachusetts and especially at Rocky's Ace Hardware. I'm back. That's my view from the couch. Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 8-11 and Bon Jovi with Bax and Nagel and Rock 102. Uh, Going to be cloudy this morning, then chance of a rain shower this afternoon with a high of 82. Tomorrow, sunny with a high of 82. It is 64 right now in downtown Springfield. Uh, tomorrow on the show, good possibility. Comedian uh, Paul Mercurio, who's been on our show many, many times, will be back. He's got uh, a comedy special coming to, uh, to Glastonbury. Yeah. And uh, we'll tell you about that and some other things that he's involved in, too. And also, uh, later this hour, uh, photographer Chris Marion will be in the studio. Right. I forgot uh, about to that. talk about... Uh, you forgot about the schedule lineup I gave you yesterday? Yeah. No, I, re- I, you know, I remember it now that you remember that you yeah. told me about it. But yes, Chris Marion. All right. I'm running that down. Yeah, because he's got a... He's got an exhibit coming up too, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's awesome. A, it's bald guy day here at. Uh, at <laughs> I feel out. Of, I feel out of place. Well, no, I, I like. Uh, I like to have other bald people in here every once in a while to make me feel more comfortable, uh, less marginalized than yeah. I usually do. Well, well I mean, I don't mean to marginalize you, but you know, you know I, I just it's, it's a club I just don't fit in because of my thick, luxurious hair. Yeah, I'm jealous of that. Are you really? Yeah. You shouldn't be. It's a lot of work. You know, I had my, my friend, uh, we, he came, obviously had friends uh, over the weekend, and, and this guy, I haven't seen this guy, you know, probably in a long time, and he, and he takes his shirt off, and he's got like a bear rug, a bear skin rug under that shirt. I'm <laughs> like, dude, you have no hair on the top of your head, but you have hair everywhere else on your body. Yeah. That is the <laughs> God's injustice, isn't it? Life is filled with many cruelties. How about a round of M.I. the A-hole? Okay. All right, this I'm one. Am I the a-hole for saying again after my sister announced that she's pregnant with twins? My 21-year-old sister, uh, or my, she's, this girl's 21, and her sister's 32 years old. The sister has been married to her husband for, uh, for eight years. They have already have six kids total, the last one born five months ago. Okay. Yesterday, my sister had announced that she's three months pregnant with twins, and while everyone was, was congratulating her, I said out loud, Oh my God, again? Can't your stupid hu- husband leave you alone? <laughs> I didn't mean to say it out loud, but it slipped out, and my sister looked at me angrily and literally dragged me into another room and asked, Why the F did you say that? I told her that she and her husband have been pregnant every year for the last eight years and that she needs to take a break. I was worried about uh, her having so many babies in such a short time, and I didn't want anything bad happening to her. She then said, how about you leave us alone and worry about your own crap? This is my life, so F off. My mother told me that I should apologize for being rude, but I told her I won't apologize for showing concern. Mm. But now I just can't help thinking that maybe I was being an a-hole and sticking my nose in other people's business. I was just worried, uh, but maybe I was being a jerk. So, am I the a-hole? 
You want my opinion? Yeah. Yes. You're being an a-hole, even though you're basically saying what everybody else in the room is thinking. I would have went with, uh, hey, look, uh, that thing ain't a clown car, you know. Yeah, no kidding. Yeah. It's like a, like a, like, hey, how about a scarf? How about a dozen scarves? <laughs> I mean, I mean, she's, uh, what did it do? She's two months pregnant. She's three months pregnant. Three months with pregnant twins. with twins. So and she's already just, got six kids. And she just had a baby five months ago. Yeah. Which, you know, really is like, there's no, you don't even have Wait time a for a breath. Wait a minute. That can't be right. The last one was born five months ago? Wow, that's a quick turnaround. That's, to me, that's the thing that, that sticks in my head because, okay, well, the timing's in everyone's head in this situation. They're all thinking, oh, again? What, what, oh, so soon? But yet to actually have those words just pour out of your mouth in that moment, yeah, it does kind of make you uh, the a-hole. Uh, yeah, yeah, it actually does. It does very much. Molly, you, you agree? What do you think? I totally agree. I think if she's concerned, there's different ways to express your concern. That's, than... it, that's the, uh, out of the, the mouths of the youth today. <laughs> but, but really, she should take a break. Remember that old Groucho Marx thing on the... Uh... That's terrifying. That's so many children. Remember, yeah, it, it's too many. <laughs> does, this it's too woman, many. does this woman live in a shoe? Yes, she does. Yeah. All right, just checking. She had so many children, she didn't know, know what, what to do. do. Uh, no, but it's like, remember that Groucho Marx thing on uh, yeah. that old clip where where he's asking the lady, he says, uh, he says, well, how many children do you have? He goes, I have 12 children. And he goes, 12 children? And she goes, I love my husband. And he goes, yeah, well, I love my cigar, but I take it out of my mouth every once in a while. <laughs> See, I'm thinking of that old dice uh, joke. You know, there was an old woman who lived in a shoe. She had so many children, her uterus fell out. No, oh, hey, yeah, that's, boy, a, that's, yeah. that's a comedy classic. Yeah, he's he's a great he's a great classic comedian, <laughs> isn't he? Uh, moving on to oh, maybe we should do one that uh, doesn't isn't so obvious, right? Okay. Um, am I the a hole for giving my future mother in law three days to pay me for a new wedding dress, or else I show the family a photo of her wearing it? So I'm getting married to my fiancé soon. I bought my wedding dress weeks ago. Uh, my future mother-in-law kept pestering me about trying it on, but I firmly refused. I finally shut it down after she offered me $100 to let her try it on. Her reasoning for persisting so much? She says it's because of her love for wedding dresses and her obsession with them. Fast forward to yesterday. I came home from work and I found uh, early and I found my fiancé at home. He was freaking out after seeing me tried to prevent me from going into my room while trying to text somebody on his phone. I opened the door and was shocked to see his mother standing there wearing my dress. I instantly pulled out my phone and took a photo of her in it. She and my fiancé freaked out after I told her she needed to pay me for a new dress in three days or else I'll show the family, the whole family the photo. She started crying and then left, my, uh, and, then left and my fiancé blew up at me saying, I can't be serious, and I overreacted because his mom just wanted to try the dress on, no harm done. But I refused to listen to him because, in my opinion, the dress should only be worn by the bride and the bride only. Quite frankly, I felt disgusted looking at the dress again. I don't want it anymore. And so I think it's fair that she pays me after she ruined it. He yelled at me and told me uh, to wake up and stop treating his mom like if she was an enemy. We had a fight uh, after, and he failed to get me to back down, and he's been staying with his mom since then. Oh, he's a little mama's boy. Yeah, he is. Uh, I felt awful, but I spent $3,000 on the dress, and I worked very hard to get it. I can't stand looking at it, but people in my family think I'm escalating things and risking my relationship 
not only with my future and mother mother in law, but my fiance as well. So am I the a hole? Yeah, you are. But on the other hand, why is the mom so hot and wearing somebody <laughs> else's dress? That's you know I don't understand why you would have an obsession doing that. It sounds like the mom is the a hole here. Yeah, but on the I mean I think this guy's overreacting to it. But yeah, I mean it's creepy. Yeah, this, this is uh, it's not her dress. This is a dress that is designed to only be worn Listen, by but, by the bride until she gives it to a daughter for whatever. I don't know. I think I, I'm I'm siding with this bride because if she saved and her hard earned money to purchase this dress, yeah, and then the mother the mother in law just uh, acts like it's no big deal. I would want my I would want her to pay for it too. Yeah, it's better. It's better you figure this out now than before you, you know, down the road. Uh, you're gonna have problems. These are red flags. This lady should run as far away from well, this man why, as possible. Why did the fiance let his mother try it on? If that's, she, that's, you know, that's a good that point. She wasn't okay with it. That's Absolutely. a very good That's point. horrible. So I, I, I uh, I'm going. I, I think the mother-in-law is the a-hole. Here. Steve, if you and I were out uh, at some uh, highfalutin function, let's say it's the uh, Bright Nights Ball, for example. Yeah. And I like the tux you're wearing. And yeah. I say, hey, Steve, that's a nice tux. Yeah. Why do you let me wear it for uh, an hour or so? No, because we're two different sizes. You obviously, I'm taller than you are. Right. I'm, uh, I have wider shoulders. Sure. Uh, it wouldn't fit you. Well, let me, but but say I had a, a good enough argument. And I don't have it in my head now, but let's say I had a good enough argument to have a fair justification for wanting to wear your suit. I don't want. Would that still be creepy to you? N- yes, it would be. I don't want. Uh... <sighs> The the morning dew that you produce uh, inside my right. my tuxedo. This is what I'm getting at. Yeah. This is exactly what I'm getting at. Under no circumstances would it ever be right for me to jump into your suit. You're right. never going to get me to jump in your pants. You want to. I, no, I'm not saying that. You it's purely do. hypothetical. It's hypothetical. If, yeah. you, if, if, the, if we're at the Bright Nights Ball, and I've already been on the ball tasting committee, I see you and I say, I got to get in that guy's pants. This guy was on the ball tasting committee, and now he wants to wear another man's pair of pants. That's right. There's something seriously wrong with this man. Again, all hypothetical. Hypothetical. Of course. Yeah, I'm sure. Well, I wouldn't let you do it. How about that? Probably a smart idea. Uh, One more? Or do you have uh, time for one more? Time for a quick one, sure. All right. uh, Well, I don't know if this is quick or not, uh, but am I the a-hole for telling my wife that I would be perfectly capable of doing what she does? I, 30 years old, have a wife, 30 female, and a daughter, 7 female. I work uh, in finance, and my wife is a stay-at-home mom as I earn sufficient for the both of us. My wife is a stay-at-home mom and takes great care of our house. I was lucky to buy a home as I earn well in a medium cost of uh, living city. This must be like translated, I think, from another language. Sure. I love my wife, but she finds it humorous to say that I am incapable of doing household tasks. We had agreed that she would do them when we decided she would stay at home, but I do stuff occasionally when we are both at home if she asked me to. But then if I say load the dishwasher for her, she will claim that I did it wrong just because I do it differently than she does. It still cleans just the same. The other day we were eating and she told me about her day and how she went grocery shopping and optimized the cost of buying specific items at specific stores and accounting for the cost of traveling to each store. And she made an offhanded remark that I would never be able to do that and said uh, said it in a what would you ever do without me kind of way. I replied back saying that of course I could do it. I handle simple, I handle complex decisions and calculations at my work. 
as I work in finance and then I have a master's degree and what I do involves more intellect than household operations oh, even though I acknowledge and appreciate what she does I would be capable if the roles were reversed she so got, how soon was the ambulance called then in this yeah, situation? Yeah, I was going to say, uh, I'm surprised this guy was even able to type with his uh, fingers intact. I'd break him off. <laughs> she got angry and seemed to think I was calling her stupid when I wasn't and then cried, and now I feel like an a-hole. She uh, said she was a very good student, and, she had, and had she graduated, she would be in my position as well. I would be like, oh, you didn't even graduate? Jeez. What makes you so smart, lady? Yeah, no, the a-hole in this situation is the dude. Yeah, totally. Totally. Like, I don't think people realize like how uh, debilitated they would become without the other person. You know what I mean? Well, that's why uh, in a good relationship... Yeah, you're you grateful know, for the other person. You're supposed to be grateful. You embellish the best parts of each other. And that's what makes a good relationship. Yeah, you work together as a team. Yes. You don't say, I bought this and I bought that. You must clean it all. Yes, you are a woman. Yeah. This is not man's work. Well, there you go. What about you? Do you think uh, this guy's a jerk? Oh, yeah. No, totally. There yes. you go. He's in the wrong. Yeah, <laughs> don't take any crap from guys like that. You don't Absolutely want to, you know, yeah, yeah, don't uh, take lessons from this show. Yeah, right. <laughs> I, if you want to learn about how yeah. to have great relationships, yeah, yeah. This, this is the show to listen I feel to. Like actually, I've already no. learned so much from yeah, you two. I, actually, no, this is the worst place to learn about relationships. <laughs> take it from us two. Come on. It's 824 with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. The wing thing is sold out. Thank rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 830. And, uh, yeah, uh, the Jay Giles Man of Rock 102. You almost forgot who it was because you were distracted by my beautiful whistling. Yes, yes, you've got uh, quite a quite a whistle on you. Yeah, they call me. They don't call me the whistle pig for nothing around here. Do they call you that? No, <clears throat> but I, I wish they, they would. <laughs> they don't think. I don't think they do. Uh, hey, coming up a little bit later on, uh, photographer Chris Marion's got an exhibit uh, tonight, mm -hmm. and if you haven't been to one of the exhibits before, you'll be blown away. The guy's unbelievably talented. And uh, so we'll be talking to him uh, just before the hour's up. Do you think he brought donuts with him? I don't know. Did he? He should have. I don't know. Well, I'll tell you smart. what. I really enjoyed that big giant donut yesterday. Big as your head. Yeah. You know what? I was always told, uh, my good pal Bafo the Chimp once told me, never eat anything bigger than your head. Yeah. I've heard that too. But yeah. I don't, I don't, uh, I don't believe that. Yeah. Uh, it's true. And yeah. uh, I didn't eat the whole thing. I only ate uh, half of it. And then I licked the frosting off the rest, and I threw the rest in the trash can. Oh, I don't know why you would do something like that. Because I couldn't eat all those carbs. Well, you, you save it for later in the day. Oh, it's like it's like you ever uh, you eat too many uh, carbohydrates, and you're eating like a burger. Yeah. And then you just like you just can't finish the rest of it because there's so much bread, but you could still finish the meat. That's what I did. I just finished the meat. Yeah. Was the frosting. It's always like uh, like Portuguese yeah. food because Portuguese food is always served with fries and rice. Yeah. Because you can't carb up enough. I don't uh, <laughs> see any food in this man's hand as he walked down the oh, staircase. That's, uh, hmm. Hmm. that's sure very yeah. short-sighted mm -hmm. of him. Yeah, well, yeah. It's be a very quick interview. Uh, yeah, gotta go to Gasoline <laughs> Alley. Uh, yeah. Maybe get a window broken out or two. I don't know. We got news next on Rock 102. Here's your Western Mass News. 835 with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. It's time for news, and it's brought to you by 413 Pro Tint. For tinting in your vehicle, home, or business, call 413 Pro Tint in Springfield today. Here's local radio icon Steve Nagel. Well, you just heard Pat Kelly say it. It is tax-free weekend here in Massachusetts! 
I have absolutely no plans to buy anything that's going to save me any money. The Massachusetts annual tax-free weekend is this Saturday and Sunday, August 12th and 13th. Exempt from the normal 6.25% state sales tax are uh, most items purchased for personal consumption, except, of course, for meals, tobacco, marijuana, and alcohol. And all those are the all things, things we want. All the things you want tax-free. You can't get them. Also exempt are a variety of larger products and services, including motor vehicles, motorboats, telecommunications services, gas, electricity, and any single item whose price is more than $2,500. So it's really just a feel-good kind of thing uh, yeah. for you to go out and not pay tax on. Although I did get a deal last year. This is, this is actually a great deal. I went to, uh, I was looking for a smoker, like a pellet grill smoker. Sure. But there was no way that I could justify spending $2,000 on a, on a pellet smoker. You know, I know the Traegers are nice, but it's just out of my price range. Okay. Way out of my price range. So I uh, just happened to be in a tractor supply store, right? Right. And I see this smoker that was originally listed for $399, a pellet smoker, marked down to $299. A full hundred bucks. Yeah. And I said, uh, what's uh, what's the deal with $100 off uh, on this thing? And uh, the clerk said, well, it's got a big scratch right on the side. And I'm like... Load it up for me. Let's do it. Taking it home. Who cares? It's got a scratch on it. A hundred dollar scratch? Well, I guess you when things are scratch and dented or whatever, you mark things down. And I guess it wasn't moving. Uh, you got it. So not only did I buy the uh, thing, but then two days later, I realized, oh, it was tax free weekend. So I went back to the store mm -hmm. with the receipt, and I said, hey, I didn't realize it was tax free weekend. And uh, the lady goes, oh, well, let me take care of that for you. And she she basically returned the grill. Then resold it to me, and I got the twenty something dollars back for the tax. Let me ask you this: Yeah, you don't normally have to ask for the uh, the tax relief on a purchase. Yeah, shouldn't they have taken that off naturally? Well, no, because it was like Thursday. I didn't realize it was tax free oh, weekend was yeah. Saturday and Sunday, and I was I took the receipt. So they back. gave you the adjustment. They were super helpful. Oh, yeah. And and you know what? What's it doesn't mean anything to them. They're not paying the tax on it. They're just giving you the money back that they were going to give to the state anyway. Well, more importantly, how's that grill working for you? The, it is one of the one of the best purchases I ever made. I made a uh, my friends and I actually made a like a pulled pork over the weekend. Yeah. Well, first of all, we uh, may have dabbled in a few too many edibles, and uh, didn't realize that the smoker wasn't actually plugged in. For a good uh, 40 minutes or so. Yes. Or somebody knocked the plug out. That's what it was. Yeah, yeah. We think it was the dog. Right. That knocked the plug out. <laughs> that dog. But uh, we smoked it for nine hours. And how was it? At a low temperature of like 220 or 250 maybe. And it was absolute perfection. Really? It just melted in your mouth. Oh, it was so good. Sounds good. The the only thing in the last hour, the only thing I did differently was put it in a like a foil pan and then covered it to kind of sweat Went it out a little bit. Sure. And uh, it was uh, I would totally highly recommend that to, to anybody to do that. It was just a bunch of seasonings and spices on it. There was no uh, it wasn't use like a, a pernil or anything like that. Use the uh, shoulder or or a butt. A butt. Pork butt. Pork butt. Yeah. Yeah. Came out perfect. Fantastic. Yeah. I like stuff like that. Yeah, yeah, I do too. Yeah. I, I do too. Yeah, we gotta have more of that. We should have more of that. But uh, yeah, you get to get your get your uh, Benjamins together. Tax free weekend is upon us, my friends. Sure, it would be nice if someone could like uh, provide us with like uh, smoked meat. 
That would be a, during the show. Yeah, you know, would be like you know to have like a platter of ribs or a brisket that someone you know took the time and care to present to us, like a charcuterie board, too. That would be good too. Yeah, I wouldn't mind that. I do my, I like I, my my cured meats. I'm taking the hint, so I'll get on that for you. No, mom, it's, 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 you're not saying, I'm not saying it has to be you. <laughs> I mean, actually, the the only. The only real responsibility you would have is to open the door to let that person in. <laughs> I saw I saw a video uh, that a friend posted a couple of days ago about uh, it was like one of those Instagram reel things. Yeah, about how we've had charcuterie boards uh, long ago. They were called Lunchables when they first came out. <laughs> I mean, if you think about it, oh yeah, they're right. That's all that is yeah. is just mixed meat and cheese with crackers in a in a box. Yeah, we, you know, we've come to the point now in society where if you're throwing a party and all you have out is like crackers and cheese, yeah. there's nothing uh, particularly creative about a, 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 a cracker and cheese platter. But yeah. if you add like, you know, all kinds of meats along with it and maybe like a pickle yeah, you know, or excuse me, a cornichon, because that's what you call it on a charcuterie board. Wait, Not a pickle, what? It's a, a cornichon, what? little tiny gherkin things. I never heard that yeah, before. Yeah, really? they only call them cornichons when they're put on a, on a meat platter. I thought those are the things you can buy at Arnold's in the freezer section. No, 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 Steve. That's a cornish hen. Uh, this is a cornichon, which is a pickle. I got you. Well, uh, I never knew Only that snobs that. say cornichons. <laughs> I was going to say, I've never heard that word before. Right. Cornichon? Mm-hmm. Isn't that the thing you play at, like a like a bar game uh, with your friends, uh, like at breweries, they have them all over the place, you toss the beanbag into the hole? That's no, that's cornhole, That's cornhole. Oh. Yes, that's <laughs> cornhole. I'm, I'm wrong. I'm yeah, wrong right. on all of this stuff. Uh, Chicopee and Connecticut Rivers were contaminated Tuesday by sewage overflows from the city of Chicopee. Yay! The overflow into the Chicopee River stemmed from discharges at 510 Front Street, 122 Groton Street, and west of uh, the Deedee Bridge. Discharge- that would be the Duty Bridge. The Duty Bridge, yeah. The Doodoo Bridge. Yeah, that is a duty. Discharges at uh, James and Cyrick Streets in both uh, the Leslie and uh, Street and Exchange Street pumping stations led to overflows into the Connecticut River. The approximate time, volume, and duration of the overflows is unknown. But if you have yeah. any questions about whether the uh, water is safe to use, well, West Springfield Mayor Will Reichelt will be happy to cannonball you know, right into it. But he was absolutely right about that. This happens all the time. But now the requirements when you have a, what did he say, a reverse 911 system? Yeah. You are required by law to inform people of any kind of discharge into the river, even though it's been happening for years. Well, like we, people like have we, been swimming in there for a long, long time. I wouldn't particularly no. want to go swimming in that river. But, but like we said with the with him and Ed Sullivan yesterday, it's like you know the, the system is actually operating as it is supposed to. Yeah. In situations like this, it just you know the idea that it's dumping you know several millions of gallons of raw sewage into a perfectly fine waterway, which we rely on, uh, is gross. Well, I mean, again, uh, if you go swimming in the ocean, all you're really doing is uh, swimming in fish excrement. It's fish stuff. It, it is na- it is nature's toilet. You know what? You think that you don't think the whale? I, th- I think the whales go to like the bougie bathrooms. Yeah, they're like you know what? We're gonna go to uh, we're gonna go up to uh, Hampton Beach uh, <laughs> for a couple of days, hang around here, let a couple of floaters out. Well, let me ask you this: yeah. uh, Am I the a hole? Okay, yeah. I'm at. Uh, I happened to be Hampton Beach last weekend. Uh-huh. Okay, and so 
You know, I'm at a part of the beach that doesn't have any like facilities. There's no building. There's no showers. There's yeah. no store. You can buy a bag of chips and a you know a, a Klondike bar. But at some point, I find uh, that at the age of uh, 56, I have to go uh, <clears throat> excuse myself. Mm-hmm. So I walk towards the ocean, and I go like uh, you know waist deep until I'm done, mm-hmm. and then I leave. Did you pull your pants down? Well, of course. I had to, I had to go. Uh, does you, that make me... You're lucky a shark didn't think you were a rudder. <laughs> does, that, does that make me yeah. an a-hole? Yeah, it does make you an a-hole. Really? Yeah, I, I think it does. I well, think... well, now that you told everybody about it, most people just keep their <laughs> mouths shut and don't say anything. You know, Listen, go to a community swimming pool. Mm-hmm. You're telling me that all of those kids are not peeing in the pool even though you've told them because you told yeah. them not to? No, I'm telling you that every kid in that pool every, has relieved themselves in yes, the pool. which is why chlorine is abundant at many uh, local community pools. Well, I'm thinking just a you know, basic water replacement. I mean, a displacement, rather. It's you know, what I'm going to put into the ocean. It's like a drop in the bucket. I but understand a very what large you're saying, bucket. And, I, and, I, and I understand that uh, you know, pretty much everybody has done that. I yeah. Think every, when I was a kid, I I I did uh, that. Come on. Yeah. In the ocean? Well, because I had to go so bad. I was like five years old, and my dad like just drags me out to the water. He's like, "Go ahead," and I did. I'm starting to wonder whether yeah. you were in fact Officer Bumbles. No, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> I wish I could have saved you, but I had to poop so bad. <laughs> 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 That's you jumping the waves, right? Yeah. We, I miss Officer Bumbles. Yeah, too me bad too. he retired. Yeah, it's a shame. Uh, he's going to be doing uh, news here soon. That's funny. <laughs> <laughs> Valley, Valley forecast. I could tell you about it, but I had to poop so bad, and I couldn't do it. <laughs> it's uh, rainy today with a high of 81. Tomorrow, sunny with a high of 81. It's 64 in downtown Springfield. I'm Steve Nagel, and that's the news on Rock 102. Ah, oh, yeah. The sun is setting slowly in. Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock, 851 and and Green Day with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. It is going to be cloudy uh, this morning and then a chance of a rain shower or two this afternoon. High of 81 tomorrow, sunny with a high of 81. It's 66 right now in downtown Springfield. We have had uh, Chris Marion on the show many, many times. We have had him photograph our events. We've had him uh, do all kinds of things. But what people may not realize about Chris Marion yeah. is that for years... He's been taking uh, photographs for the NBA. In fact, the uh, 75th anniversary celebration, uh, Chris snapped a bunch of pictures, and they're all going to mm-hmm. be on display tonight, and he's in the studio with us right now. It's good to see you, Chris. It is great to be with both of you, and thank you both. Thank you for not playing American Idiot before I came on, because... I didn't have enough time to switch it out. Ah. <laughs> People, but that's the only reason I didn't play it. There, there might have been a little correlation <laughs> there, <laughs> uncomfortable. Uh, I'm just going to blow some smoke at, at you right now. Lay it I, on me. I, I am wildly impressed by your work. I think that, you know... The yeah. image, your images, you know, capture feelings. You know what I mean? Like you, you can see, like the the blood, sweat, and tears, especially with some of these NBA shots that you got. How do you decide which one is the one that you're going to be using? What what is? Is there anything that you might say? Well, I don't want to use this because of this, that, or the other thing. Yeah, um, there's. Uh, thank you, first of all. Oh, you're um, welcome. I appreciate uh, that. You can give me money later. Yeah, no, I, I absolutely <laughs> love the check. The checks in the mail. Mm-hmm. Um. So there's a you know there's a process the 
it starts with the editors. You know, the NBA editors take the, my images and then and and they choose, they vet, you know, which one gets published to Getty Images. Um, then from there, you know, I kind of will take for this exhibit, I'll curate um, a certain number of photos and I run, I have to run it by the league. Um, so it's kind of a, there's a process there. Um, as a general rule, of course, uh, and I have a great idea for a, sh- I, you know, I have these rabbit holes. It's coming in. I have a great, <laughs> oh. I have a great idea for a, 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 you know, and I would maybe sponsor it. Um, who's the a hole of the photo edition? Oh yeah, right. There's a big story going around, but we maybe don't have time for it. But yeah. the, anyway, so we'll collaborate later. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, so you, you know, there's a, of course, there's always, you know, you never take a photo of somebody when they're eating, right? Mm-hmm. Um, or uh, you know. For me, I want them. I, I, I want the subject to look like I perceive they want to be looked like, or how I see them. You know, larger than life. Um, you know, we we don't. You know, I I take photos like for for example, I had an image of Jay Tatum um, and his son uh, Deuce, uh, and the league said, "Yeah, you know what? Let's not show a picture yeah. of, of the little one." You know, which I is. Perfectly fine. Out of respect, of course. Oh, absolutely. And I and I always try to err on the side of caution when I'm photographing. You know, uh, there are some aging legends, and and you know, we I don't want to show a legend not in his prime or not looking. You know, and it's it's a it's a respect thing. But there's a lot of there's a lot that goes behind it. This is a Chris Marion in the studio a a while back when you were at your old uh, studio location. Yes, still still in uh, in Gasoline Alley, but but. uh, Uh But you had a uh, another exhibit, right? And my wife and I went down there, and you know, I mean, I, I've known you to be a great photographer, but what I did not realize is the scope of the talent that you're bringing to this. These pic, these pictures, there were pictures in that exhibit that were like, it, it was they were just like you know, like they were breathtakingly awesome. It's like how did he, Thank how you. did he get that? That's I mean that that's the kind of level that of of work that you're doing. It's not just some guy who's got you you're not you're not showing slides, you know, trying to sell, you know, timeshares <laughs> anywhere. Yeah. It's here's not what this, this is about. This these are legitimate right. you know bits of art that uh, just are are fantastic. I, I appreciate. And I'll tell you that exhibit, I had a friend, I've got a friend I I'm not going to date myself too much, but I've known him uh, a, a lifetime, let's just say. Yeah. Um and he saw some, and he's just. I had no idea. I had no idea this is what you did. Yeah, you know, there's, I, there's photos of Jack Nicholson and people like that in the exhibit. And he's just like, I had. I, I mean, because I'm just, I'm just a kid. Yeah, I'm just a guy from Springfield. It's all like, you know, really. No, and these that's event, how I look at myself. In these events, so like for example, the last couple of years, you've gone to uh, like the NBA All Star Game. Yep. And you have you have pretty good access to everybody who is involved Crazy, in this. Ridiculous access. But like, the idea to even get that access to be. Yeah. You know, to have the NBA feel confident enough that if you're going to be there, they're going to get they're going to get great stuff out of it. Right. Says an awful lot about what you do because I mean, the, uh, most photographers, mm-hmm. what, what, a lot of good photographers, they, they can do like portraits and stuff like that and, and, right. and wedding photos. But when it comes right. to like action shots, yeah, that's a totally different skill set. It is. It is, it is actually a very different skill set, and I'm trying to, pardon the pun, develop both of them. Yeah. Um, you know, the paparazzi side of things, working with uh, color shift and lighting changes, which is constant, 
in in that area and then you know also the studio stuff yeah um and and for me you know anyone can learn the technical side of photography there's a science to that part and an art to it of course but also how you present yourself um i know that i found out later you know the first all-star i think i did was about 12 years ago and you know they were giving me assignments to see what kind of person i was yeah. How I how I interacted with legends was I a fanboy? Was I just starry eyed, pie eyed, and and asking for autographs and stuff like that? Which is stuff you don't do. You've got to act like you've been there. It's like it's like um, who's your favorite Green Bay Packer backs? Ooh, boy, that's uh, that's that's right. tough. Well, I, pick, I'd, just, I'd say maybe like uh, your Reggie White would be one of my favorites. Uh, oh God, he's awful. oh my God. I was hoping you were going to pick an an <laughs> offensive player, but let's just say Reggie White. Uh, uh, returned a, a football one of those balls that they use into the other team's end zone i sound like i have no idea what football is right but let's say he scores um you act like you've been there yeah you see some of these some of these shows that they put on it's like you know they're celebrating i mean you know the icky shuffle was fun back in the day but you know sometimes you guys take it too far anyway to go to go <laughs> with to, to, to liken that to photography it's like you got to act like you've been yeah. there you know, my first my first all star and my son was obviously 12 years younger. Um, my first all star, literally my ex first experience was going up an escalator with LeBron James. And I'm like, of course, no, I'm not taking selfies because that's right. not cool. That's not why I'm there. And my but my son is like, you know, did you get an autograph? I'm like, buddy, it's not how it works. Yeah, yeah I'm yeah, working. Yeah, you can't be the fanboy there. Yeah, yeah, he's working. I'm working. It's all yeah. professional. Yeah. So tell us what's going on tonight tonight oh man a lot so um we've got uh i've got my exhibit happening which is uh you know uh, selected images from the the nba's 75th anniversary which was a big event because they brought 75 of the all-time players together for one portrait and it, it brought guys out who normally don't come out to these events you know wow. um so i've got i got to capture a lot of players a lot of legends who again just Normally, it's it's just not what they do. So, uh, the exhibit is there. It's free. It's from four to seven at the Durier Wine and Beer um, Festival Garden down uh, downtown Springfield. Um, there will be food from Snap Chef. There's a DJ uh, playing. I'm going to try to get him to play a lot of old school hip hop. Um, I'm sure he will. The four and three elite basketball team is going to be there. DLF Studios. They're going to have a uh, an arcade game like a pop a shot and um, a photo booth and it's just going to be it's just going to be a great event it's going to be a lot of fun and it's the I, you know the unofficial beginning of enshrinement weekend yeah well that's awesome yeah i'm excited and it's, i can't it's, wait now uh when is my uh pinup shoot going to be displayed <laughs> at the gasoline alley yeah all those peekaboo yeah. shots he had well oh, that's yeah. going to be a big ticket event that's got a i've got a <laughs> i could be a calendar girl huh what do you think if uh, yeah, you oh no, absolutely, and I have some of those. Yeah. Well, I have some of those from when I was stalking you about twenty years ago. Oh. You, you remember? Well, of course, your your well, your lawyer remembers that. If you yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, I uh, I, I want to show off. Uh, you know that one the gams. The, the, that hot. You know the the wrap like the leather wrap pants that yes. I have. You know, it looks like my my legs look like little a package yeah. of little smokies. And then what's yeah. what's cool about those 
pants is that it you, it's seamless with the high heels. It's yeah. like you can't I tell. Yeah. I can't tell if it's part All of right. the pants or whether they're. <laughs> we'll, we'll 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 get on that. We'll we'll uh, make sure that we can't uh, promote that wait. huge time. But can't tonight, uh, downtown Springfield. Yeah, yeah. four to seven. Um, loophole is uh, is pouring beer. Um, and not just their beer, all sorts of it. And I think Amherst Brewing is going to be there. White Lion is debuting their Marcus Camby IPA, so I can't wait for for that. That's it's, cool. It's it's Springfield, baby. Let's come on down. All right. Very good. Uh, photographer Chris Marin, great to see you. Best of luck tonight. Guys, thanks so much. No it's uh, 901 with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. GG Inks, screen.